Hello everyone, it is Diaper Perv and welcome back to my channel. Yes, you got me solo today. I know it's been a while since I did a nice solo video without anyone else because when I have guests on, I noticed that I do this really bad thing where I, okay, I'm super nervous to be on camera, right? I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. It's not something I want to do. Um, so when I have a guest on, I look at them and hope that they just keep talking so I don't have to talk. It's a bad habit. So I'm going to do some solo videos and you get to just hear me talking while holding diapers. Okay, so on my social medias, someone asked me a really good question and that was, how do ABDL conventions differ from other conventions and I'm like okay that is much too long of an answer to just write down um, so let's get to it so my personal trade show slash convention history is pretty vast um, as you know I work in the online adult sphere and there have been online adults uh, webmaster conventions since I don't know like 25 years ago or more um, so I've been personally going to them since 2002 that was my first trade show so what is the difference between a trade show and a convention a trade show is B2B business to business whereas a convention is a gathering of um, people who have the same special interest and it is usually B2C, uh, business to consumer, as well as um, attendee-led events. So, um, yeah, 2002 was my first one, and then I've been going to that, or to, you know, one of the, the bigger um, online webmaster conventions since 2004 until now. So that's a lot of freaking trade shows. That's, oh geez, that's like almost 20 years. Anyways, I was just going to get on a, on a whole other tangent about having gone to them for so long that you see the same people, you party with them, they become your close friends, and then they start dying. So, so conventions. I also go to a lot of conventions based on my first love which if you really know me, you know what that is. Um, and on, in that sphere, there are conventions for consumers and there's also B2B trade shows as well, which I've gone to a total of one. <laughs> um, and then living in Vegas, I have been to CES, SEMA, um, the Gaming Expo, um, I've actually performed at a lot of trade shows, not conventions, um, usually as like the evening entertainment or something. When I get to perform at a booth because then I get to walk through the trade show floor and I guess talk to people and look for swag. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about the size of ABDL cons versus other things, mainstream things. We'll just call it mainstream cons. Um, and that includes trade shows as well. So the smallest ABDL one I went to was West Coast Jungle Gym, and that was, let's say, 330 people-ish. Um, 
I know there's other smaller ones out there like KangaCon just happened in Australia and I know Daddy G said the number I think it was like just under 200 and I know the bigger ones um, are around 1200 people give or take so for the other conventions I've gone to, uh, the numbers were a lot bigger. Um, the biggest one I go to, which is a special interest one, that one is about twelve to 13,000 people a day. Um, and it is very structured because of the size of it. So let's talk about let's talk about getting a ticket first is it easy to get a ticket for the ABDL conventions uh, for the smaller ones yes and you see them out there posting on their socials all the time like hey buy a ticket buy a ticket Capcom you need to be prepped for it you need to know what day the tickets go on sale what time it is, set an alarm, have your credit card out and ready, and just have a good internet connection for when the tickets drop. Um, I know it was a lot more organized last year, or you know, last uh, March, and, and they rolled them out in tiers so that people had a good chance of getting them. Um, so all I have to say is subscribe to the newsletters so you have a heads up on when the tickets are going to drop um, put on your calendar set an alarm so important uh, just be prepared and prepared to make sure you have the, the money for it um, make sure you save ahead of time and you have the money for the hotel room as well and good luck <laughs> Capcom but for all the other ones like Indie Dream World and hopefully Forever Playground um, it's not gonna be a crazy mad rush that is going to sell out <laughs> yikes so let's talk about the programming um, so in in mainstream trade shows and conventions there is a schedule and sometimes there's an app uh, so you can look at the schedule and sometimes you can see an attendee list Well, you could definitely see who all the vendors are. There's always a vendor list There is different tracks for whatever your interest is so if it is There's if it's learning. There's a learning tract. There is going to be a lot of educational stuff at the ABDL conventions as well There's going to be a schedule um, I forgot what it what it's on on cap. I I'm not sure how the other cons do it. If they have um, an online site that's private or if it's pretty open, but always look at the schedule so you know what to pack, what to expect for. Like if there's a costume party or if there's a special theme thing like emo prom at Capcom then you kinda can prepare for for the things that you need um so it's pretty much the same thing it's gonna be 
pretty packed. I think the smaller ones are less scheduled. Like, yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on, but it's very freeform as well. So another thing that they both have in common is that there's going to be a vendor floor. At Capcom, there were like vendor rooms for the diaper companies and then a greater hall for all the other different vendors. Um, I've been to concentrate shows that have, I don't know, like th over 350 vendors, <laughs> which is insane. It's going to be a lot smaller and at West Coast Jungle Gym, it was pretty small. It was a, a little room and there was maybe like 15 vendors, I would say. Um, at CAP, it's going to be a lot more. There is going to be a, probably an entertainment stage where you're going to get, you know, the opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, um, what do you call it, the talent show, whatever shows that they have. Uh, same with conventions. There's probably going to be multiple stages depending on on how big it is. Do, what ABDL conventions have that mainstream cons don't have is a nursery, cribs, a playroom, multiple playrooms depending on the size, um, toys, maybe toys and rooms for different ages of age players, a ball pit, <laughs> and uh, really big furniture, like big trikes and stuff. Evening stuff, uh, what happens when the programming is done for the day? Well, at big events like Capcom, there's going to be evening programming as well, uh, with different meetups, stuff that's going on on the stage, contests and whatnot, um, and then in the mainstream events, depending on the size, um, if, if there isn't like evening entertainment, then people usually congregate around a bar or a lobby like uh, Gallifrey One. They call it LobbyCon because everyone just hangs out in the hotel lobby playing games and drinking and chatting. The same pretty much happens at ABDL conventions as well. Uh, very much so with webmaster conventions. <laughs> Usually there's some parties with open bars. And then, you know, your ex-husband gets really drunk and falls downstairs. Now, I did mention parties. Uh, that is definitely the case for ABDL cons. There are going to be room parties. And... It's up to you to figure out where the room parties are. Some of them might be posted on people's socials and on FET, but just keep your ears out. Keep um, Ask people. Don't be afraid. Okay, so let's talk about networking. At a trade show, those are meant for people with businesses or work for businesses to meet other people and develop relationships. So. At a show, people are really, really friendly. Like, they want to know what you do, and they want to know how they can do business with you, or vice versa. Um, at a con, it's a little bit different because everyone is there for their own reason, and we will talk more about that in a second. But it's still not... 
I don't think it's hard to start talking to people at a special interest convention because you are there for that interest. So there's, there's like a myriad of things and topics to talk about and bring up or, uh, or group discussions to be had. Um, I guess for ABDL ones, in terms of networking, it would be so cool if there was like, like a speedy roundtable thing that they do at trade shows where you sit down and then, you know, you, you have like a minute to talk to the person in front of you and then you move a seat over and then you talk to a new person. It would be really cool to have something like that at ABDL. Maybe like a speed friend finder. So let's talk about reasons why people would voluntarily go to a convention of any type. All right. Everyone goes or chooses to go for any number of reasons. And why you choose to go may not there be their reason of wanting to go. So maybe you're brand new to this and you want to meet other people, period. You want to make friends. You want to maybe find a partner. Other people might be there because they want to see their established friend group already and or meet others that they've met online but not necessarily meet new people. I know. <laughs> I guess that's the same way for uh, for mainstream cons as well. I started going to mainstream cons, not business trade shows, just mainstream special interest cons, uh, because I, I guess, am a fan, number one, and number two, I wanted to learn. So the learning tracks is huge for me. And also, um, the showing off who you are part of it is is huge as well. Um, meeting people at a mainstream con for me is like a bonus. Um, I'm very open to meeting new people and I find that it's very easy to start conversations. And I feel like it's easy in ABDL to start conversations too because everyone is dressed up or well, a lot of ABs are dressed up <laughs> in their cutest clothes that they have and their cutest outfits and ensembles so you can literally go up to them and just compliment them compliment ask a question about their stuffy or just ask hey where are you in from where'd you you know where do you live where'd you come in from um, yeah, is it their first con? How many times have they been there? What are they excited about most on the schedule? What are they doing tonight? Um, I feel like none of those questions are, are too personal. And if you don't really get a great response or the response that you want, just remember that not everyone is there for the same reason as you. But I can guarantee there are a ton of people who want to make friends. Same with mainstream cons. Um, if you're alone, which there are a ton of people there alone, it's okay to 
seek out someone else who may be there by themselves and ask a question. And I feel like there's a lot of like group activities where um, it's easier to start discussions like that where it doesn't feel like you're just like cold calling a person as they're like trying to get from point A to point B. You know, you're you're at um, at a crafting thing or at a class and uh, it's okay. Just take that first step and say hi. If you decide to go to an ABDL con or mainstream con for your special interest, you are going to leave feeling validated and fulfilled. It was like that for my first special interest con. And I had no idea that this many people like the same passions as I did. It was the most eye-opening thing I've ever had. It was overwhelming, I can tell you that. It was... It, it, it helped me feel like I belonged. And that is such a huge weight off your shoulders. Like, if you think ABDL is, I guess, different or not um, accepted. I mean, my other interests, people are like, mm, that's kind of weird. But when you go to a place when there's where there's literally 5,000 12,000 people around you and every single class is interesting and every panel is interesting and you get to meet your crushes. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, I always feel like when I leave at the end of it, I always feel motivated. I always feel optimistic um, from seeing just so much creativity and how different people do things and participate in it and just so much sharing of like the love of the passion that you have and whether it's diapers or anime or cosplay or something else like you owe it to yourself to feel that good like when I go back to my you know big happy convention which is actually by the time this video comes out, it's going to be like next week. I feel at home, like I'm coming home. And when you feel that good, you know when it ends, you're going to drop. You're going to con drop, event drop, whatever you call it. Um, and dropping is when the event is over and you're dealing with the feelings of, whoa, now I'm alone. Now I have to go back to normal life and not be in this like freaking paradise for four days where everybody's about loving the same thing you do. It's really tough. Um, I actually taught a, cl a class about it at the end of Capcom 2020 and I'm going to link um, my PDF files for you in the, what do you call it, in the, uh, in the section below. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's how nervous I am <laughs> talking on camera <sighs> by myself. Um, 
But I can tell you that the stupid con drop class I taught is like complete BS for me. Like, I came up with all these dumb hypotheticals, like, yeah, you do this, and you keep the feeling going, and you have something planned, you know, in your hometown before you, you even leave for camp, whatever. Um, yeah, no, I drop. I hardcore drop. And I've been freaking event dropping ever since I was, like, probably 11, 12, <laughs> when I guess I was aware that, oh shit, I feel like crap for a while, and, um, and I have to pull myself out of it, and I still drop. I'm dropping, like, even before the event happens, <laughs> because I know how, I know what it feels like, and what I do is... I let myself feel all the negative feelings of the drop. I set aside one whole day after like the big event, like the big seasonal event, one entire 24 hours where that whole day is a freaking write-off and I don't have to do anything. I can wallow. I let myself wallow. I let myself cry if I have to, and I just let myself feel all the negative feelings. And I'm like a literal zombie that day. Like, I just mope around. I mean, a lot of times I'm like, I have to do things outside the house on that day. So I literally just mope around <laughs> doing, doing my tasks in public looking all messed up. Like, I'm pretty sure I don't shower. I'm kind of in my pajamas. I don't know. I don't even remember, because a whole day is just a freaking write-off. Uh, maybe in the afternoon or in the evening, I'll watch some Halloween movies or horror movies and get and tell hubby. Thankfully, I have someone that I can talk to about all my feelings, uh, ABDL or not, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I don't think talking about it helps. Okay, I guess this is now devolving into like how to beat con drop, um, but, but that's my only real advice is not fighting it. And also staying creative, that really helps, and maybe evaluating how the event went for you as a whole and things that you want to do differently next year, things that you want to improve on, and um, I don't know, maybe sharing stuff on social media by reliving those moments. I think that helps me, like reliving all, all the fun stuff. Um, like, I'll, I'll just look for similar media on YouTube and obsessively watch that stuff in the background for a while, for like a month. <laughs> and that keeps me kind of, eh. <laughs> okay, now I'm just rambling. 
but I hope this kind of answers some questions about how does a ABDL con compare to mainstream conventions and my advice just go out there go to a mainstream convention even if it's something you're not totally into I know in in your city or near a city there is going to be maybe an anime con uh, maybe gaming con go have fun and uh, and see what they're about because they're actually really similar all right uh, see you guys later bye